Hello Voices, my name is Joe Choi and I'm a multi-award-winning voiceover and host of a voiceover's audio adventure podcast. A bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the stories, tips and tricks along the way. Oh, branding. The word that comes up a lot if you work in the creative industry. When I used to hear the word, I would think of a certain company or famous person using their brand to make themselves memorable. I'm sure we all can reference a particular company or person when thinking of a certain product or lifestyle. But we all have our own personal brand. And being a voiceover means having to understand branding quickly. We need to create our brand and understand what part of our life should be incorporated in it. So on today's adventure, we are going to learn about branding as a voiceover artist. When I realized I needed to create branding for myself, the first thing I did was focus on designs and layouts that I liked. I also looked at the layouts of other voiceovers' websites. My personal preference was I liked simple, minimal layouts. I took inspiration and incorporated all I saw and put it into my own website. I like to think of my website as my office or billboard, as this is where I would direct someone to have a look at my business or where someone would go if they Google searched me or criteria. I made my website on Squarespace. This is not a sponsor. I wish. Anyway, I wasn't sure if this was the best approach, but I knew I needed to be visible and I was content with what I initially created. The website included all my work as a voiceover, including my various demos, but I realized over time that it wasn't enough. My website had to showcase my work and also myself as an individual. I took inspiration from musicians' websites and ultimately wanted to recreate that, but repurpose it for the voiceover world. I wanted people to feel like they would be working with a real person, not just a voice. So I made changes over time to my website, including a new color palette, new demos, new layouts, and pictures that represented me as a person. You can have a look at my new website and please let me know what you think. Remember, be nice. <laughs> In this episode, I speak to brand and web designer Helen B. From this talk, I'm hoping to learn more about branding strategies, how to best represent yourself as a VO, branding tricks, and answer some questions that some of you have. Let's go. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell people what it is that you do? Yeah, so hi, uh, my name's Helen. Um, so I'm half of a company called BWE. Um, my husband and business partner, which sounds like a match made in hell, uh, but it seems to be working. Um, so we provide services for voiceovers. Rob has been working as an audio producer and engineer for years, 20 plus years. And through him, I got to know a lot of voiceovers, unsurprisingly. Um, so I've always known of the industry. And then um, not long after, um, I went freelance and started up doing branding and web design. I've always done it for marketing and advertising agencies. It's been my background since I was at university many, many years ago, just as Google was launching years ago. And yeah, so it became a, I, I, got, I kind of basically got sick of working for companies I didn't really believe in and yeah. in ways I didn't really want to work. And so found my home with the voiceover world. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um, my first question is, why 
is branding so important in voiceover? I think, ooh, let's just start with a light one, yeah, Joe? Um, yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, I think there's a kind of misconception of what branding actually is, which is what makes it important. So branding is, is very much not just about colours and logos and fonts and typefaces and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, branding is basically how you chat to potential clients, existing clients, how you talk in the world and how you turn up in the world, whether that be face-to-face talk in conversation, whether that be online, whether that be social media through um, your for voiceovers through the demo reels and show reels, absolutely every element of you telling people what you do and trying to get work is is branding. It's it's the the colours bit and the logo bit is a part of it, and that's one of the ways that you can start to become a bit more recognisable, a bit more instantly recognisable. But the the branding itself is very much about how you communicate with other people, and I think that's quite often understood. So. The reason it's important is to be able to communicate effectively to existing and potential clients. You're effectively branding, whether you're intentionally doing it or not. Yeah. And so the process of actually working out your brand is is to try and work out a concept, a kind of constant way of doing things, and and how you want to be viewed by other people. It's something you can control to a certain extent. So branding is effectively controlling how you are viewed and how you talk and chat and promote what you do. And what would you say would be the do's and don'ts for branding? Let's speak specifically for VO. Like what would you say definitely not to and what would you, yeah, what would you encourage people to do? I think um, definitely for voiceovers, you need to own it. You need to be comfortable with it. You need to feel so it sounds a bit sounds a bit twee, but at one with who you yeah. are in terms of what you're selling. So if you are unconfident or unsure, for instance, say, you know, if you're selling a certain type of voiceover and you're unconfident in it, in your own abilities, that will quite probably come across in your branding and your marketing. And so self-belief is a is a really big one but also don't necessarily believe that what somebody tells you to do is going to work for you either yeah everybody is different everybody's ways of communicating are different everybody's um perfect clients are going to be different and it's working out who those people are before you necessarily start working and and as i say branding and marketing it's kind of there's some very blurred lines between the two um work out the type of client and the type of work that, that you want to do. If you don't want to do audiobooks, I always pick audiobooks because they're kind of marmite for voiceovers. You either kind of love yeah, them or hate them. Yeah, um, yeah. If, you, if you love them, then great, go for it. If you hate them, then, then don't, don't put yourself forward for those kind of work, you know, that job. If you don't want to work for a certain type of client, then, then don't believe that there is enough people wanting to work with you in the in the stuff that you specialize in and i think that's a big part of it is kind of yeah as if it sounds woolly (laughs) potentially and it's very difficult when you're starting out because you might not know that yeah but be willing to explore it and be be willing to drop stuff if that's not if you kind of do stuff we've all i've i've certainly spent most of my (laughs) fair chunk of my career trying to work out what i didn't enjoy doing before i got to the bit that i did i spent a good 15 (laughs) years doing it 
And and there's nothing wrong with that. I think, you know, you just be open to the exploration of it and, and listen to what your heart's telling you sometimes. When somebody is trying to create a brand and, you know, they might go on various other voiceover websites and try to get inspiration, mm-hmm. um, especially this is what I did yeah. when I started anyway. I found you have... Now, some voiceovers who don't like to show their faces, who will show animations mm. to represent themselves. Some people have their face plastered everywhere. Some people <laughs> want to throw all of their work all over their website. And it's like, you know, a free for all. And some people are a lot more reserved and minimal. Like, what is your view on that? Um, there's one thing that you said in that that really shouted is that when you've got loads and loads of examples, it's really difficult for people to understand what's going on. There's almost too much choice. And I think that is definitely a danger. I think if you have hundreds and hundreds of different samples of you doing stuff, then it's very difficult for someone coming to that dry, not knowing, probably not knowing who you are or what you do to get a a sense of what it is. Nobody is going to listen to 40 demo reels and nobody's got the time. Um, Mm. So I think it's trying to work out as I say, work out the kind of genres or the, the the jobs that you really, really want to get to and and aim for those. Other jobs will naturally come in. You know, there's there's work I do for other people um, and for voiceovers that's not just branding and website stuff. It's not necessarily on my portfolio, but I'll, you know, if, we, if it, it feels right to do that kind of work, then I'm not going to say no, sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. And I think it's yeah. the same with voiceovers. If you want to really get into gaming, animation or corporate stuff, make sure those reels are on your site. Make sure it's really obvious what you do to help the client, whether that be directly working with the business, explaining a bit of the process, how they can get in touch with you. Or if you're more working with agents and stuff, obviously it's, it's different for each genre. So you've got to know what genre you want to aim at so that you can talk to those people. If you're talking to, um, I'm going to pick audiobooks again, if you're talking to a, <laughs> an author, what they're after for an audiobook is very different to what somebody wants for an e-learning or what somebody needs for a character reel. So I think there's that. Um, in terms of the faces, I think it's a lot down to the person Again, it's it's a bit of personal preference. The one thing I will add is that I believe that people buy from people. People like to know yes. that they're buying from an, a real human being. Yeah. And if you have your photo on there, they're much more likely to believe and build that relationship. They're going to trust you a lot more if they can actually see your face. You don't necessarily have to have 400 photos of you. Do you think it helps more... For example, if you are from a ethnic background, for example, do you think that might sell you more than somebody? For example, obviously, you know, I, I'm a person of color. So if you see that on your website and you're looking for that, then that is my USP, so to speak, or a part of it. Rather than if you didn't see my face, you know, you might not know that. That's a really know. tough one. Um, mm. And people do make presumptions over the sound of your voice to what you look like, whether you, well, yeah. unfortunately, whether we want them to or not. Um, and not everybody will sound like their voiceover, if that makes exactly. sense as well, particularly if you're doing accents, characters and stuff. I can't imagine anybody that, you know, 
I'm going to hope that nobody that voices ghouls and goblins looks like a ghoul or a goblin. Um, I'm presuming not. You know, it's it's not always possible to have a perfect representation of of the, your talent. You've got to let your voice, your demos do do that work. Yeah. I think if people are specifically looking for that kind of thing for someone, and they're looking for some particular either um, heritage, background, accent, whether they're looking for native or ability to do more than one kind of language, then absolutely put it on the website. You're more likely to yeah. to fill those searches and things, but. I'd hope, I'm sure it's not, but I'd hope that people wouldn't judge people too much just by the way that they look. But I guess, yeah. I guess unfortunately, they do. What's your personal preference? Like, what is good branding, voiceover branding for you? Like, what I know, obviously, you're going to work, you know, each voiceover is going to be different and you're going to tailor your, your branding mm. to that person. But what is your personal preference? It's whatever works for them. I mean, if they're mm. happy, if if a, if an individual is happy and and feels so at ease with whatever we the brand is that they come up with, that's the right one. It it is as you say, it's different for everybody. I think if you are really uncomfortable showing your face, then maybe just have one picture on your contact page or a yeah. profile picture on some of the socials. That that that's enough. It doesn't, as I say, it doesn't have to be everywhere. Um, yeah. And again, with the language that you use on your website and, and in your marketing, when you're, your socials, when you're emailing people, if it doesn't feel natural for you to be very RP and very kind of straight and very businesslike and all the rest, don't be, because they're going to quite probably have a shock when you get in the studio and you're not like <laughs> you that. Are, mate. <laughs> they want to work oh, with you. Work. and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if, if you are much more laid back, but certainly our newsletter and emails and it is different for us as a business there's a you know we're working with voiceovers as opposed to with corporate businesses and stuff like that is slightly different but people know what they're going to get from us we don't try and hide our personality you know if you're if you're this is always a controversial one if you're going to swear then do it everywhere don't just do it in one place or or if you're not going to do it do it consistently as long as it's consistent yeah. you kind of get to write the rules on that I was just going to say, please don't open an email <laughs> with a massive load of swear words just because this of this. Yeah, I like caffeine. <laughs> it doesn't work for all people. You also know who you're talking to. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I just suddenly thought. <laughs> well, <See> um, <laughs> let me see. Can I get this? Okay, so I have asked some, I've asked some other voiceovers to send in some questions. So... I'm going oh, to cool. play the first one and hopefully you have the answers. My name is Lucas Keane. If I could speak to a branding specialist, I would ask them how I can sell my niche and my, my USP as a voiceover whilst not disqualifying myself from other genres. I'd ask how I could do this consistently in language and sort of how I, I brand myself across multiple platforms. Ooh, okie dokie. So how to sell your niche but not let yourself kind of... That's... They might not like this answer. That's almost trying to do two things, and I don't know if okay. you can. I, mm. I don't necessarily agree with the kind of stick-to-one kind of genre of work, and only that. I, um, for me personally, if I did that, I'd go insane. 
I get, I yeah. just, I like variety and I enjoy that. And I think sometimes if that's your thing, then great, do do all the things. It's, it's that's absolutely fine. Um, for branding, if you don't, for if you don't brand what you do, you brand how you do it. Ultimately, yeah. what you're selling, whether that be a voice or a car, doesn't matter. Is is that bit sort of irrelevant? Yeah. The bit that matters is is working with you and the and the the kind of benefits that you give, regardless of what that actual thing that you're giving is. Does that make sense? So it doesn't really matter what the end service or product is. It's the kind of combination of skills. I mean, people will want to work with you effectively. That's that's the bit yeah. that's that's the bit that makes you impossible to replicate. If, yeah. you, if people want to work with you as an individual, there is no one with any will in the world that could ever be exactly the same. In which case, hurrah, you've got a perfect, you know, if you find your yeah. client that's willing to, to you know, if, if, I'm sure other people have had that experience. And I know brands, big brands and, and the likes of Apple and Adidas and all the rest of it get it as much as the smaller companies. You get people really strongly affiliated because they just like the way you do it. Apple don't, you know, they sell computers at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, boring. But it's the <laughs> way that they do it that people get bought into it. And it's their ethos and their, and their, and their kind of attitude and, and, and ethics, which equally puts people off as well as on. I mean, it's, it's, it's that package. So if you concentrate on that stuff, it doesn't really matter whether you're doing one type of VO or 20. It, it so it's, it's not what you do, it's the way that you do it. Yeah, for want of a phrase that would have been much quicker <laughs> to say. <so. laughs> yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> you see, this is why I don't voice. I'd, everybody would be bored to death of me by the end. <laughs> It'd be awful. No, I, I, Sessions I love would it. last hours. <laughs> because I think I think I I had that same mindset, you know, months ago when I wanted to change my website. And I wanted to specialize in this and this and this. But then, you know, yeah, it's, it's like what you said. It doesn't make sense because ultimately you're not going, you're not applying for jobs. People are coming to you. So they don't want to see what you do. They want to see what you're capable of doing. You know, what what is the world of Joe? What does it consist of? Yeah. And what can what can we use in this world to execute our goal, basically? So, you know. Absolutely. That's basically and, what and I learned. Yeah, and hopefully enjoy the process of working with you. And that's a massive one. Don't underestimate how important people actually just getting along with you is. Yeah. We're all different. We're not always going to get on with everybody. And that is absolutely fine. And, mm. and you know, aim to work with the people who get you, who you've got common interests in that understand your ways of working. And then the whole process for everybody, both the voiceover and the client is so much more fun and the end products will be a lot better because of that <laughs> as well yeah definitely okay i have another question hello i'm alex perry what is the timeline of your brand how often should you be updating it to keep it fresh but also not lose what you've created in the first place Ooh. God, these are some big questions. Blimey. <laughs> um, oh, timeline of your brand. I love the way she's put that. Um, I would say it evolves to a certain extent. Um, I'm going to use our 
brand for for BWE as, a, as an example because it's obviously a you know I hope that I know it fairly well. Um, there's something massively wrong if I don't. Um, so when we when Rob and I started working together, we were actually separate sole traders. We were, we didn't work together. Um, we had separate branding. So when we started working together, we kind of needed to create a visual look that made sense to both sets of clients. So that changed. And in the last four years, as much as um, the visual stuff has changed a little bit, some of it's become a bit more... I got bored of using a small colour palette, so I added in some more brighter stuff, basically. Um, so it's evolved in terms of that. But the, again, if, if you're branding the, the kind of the personality, the feel, the way that you work, that has never changed. The, the way that we deal with clients and the stuff that we believe, our ethos, our values, are exactly the same as they were when we were working separately. So it's a mix of both. I think it's... You, you, the more you do it, the, I mean, obviously, when you kind of launch a business and you, you go into it, um, particularly as a creative, it's really difficult. <laughs> Those first few years are hard work. And I don't think anybody that's gone into voiceover or any creative industry will pretend that it's not really, really yeah. hard, <laughs> exhausting. And you learn so much during that time. And it's part, part of it is becoming comfortable with it. And so, yeah, bits of branding will naturally evolve and change. I wouldn't necessarily say in terms of if you went to someone to get branding or went, went to work on someone with branding, I would suggest that process. You shouldn't really be looking to do more than once every five to ten years. I think if you have to do it more regularly than that, either the first time you did it, something wasn't right, potentially, something wasn't right or you've had such a change in what you do and how you do it then again it just doesn't fit and i think that's part of it if you if you get down five years down the line and what your your branding is still working for you then great why why change something that's there yeah. just just check in with it every so often yeah. I think there's elements of your brand that you would need to like photography that that needs updating more regularly <laughs> hopefully you need to look like who you are but um yeah, so yeah. I d does that answer? I, I think I, I changed. So I've been doing voiceover now professionally for two and a bit years. And I changed, I've had two websites, two sets of branding since then. But the reason I changed it is because in the beginning, I didn't have any assets. I didn't have anything. So I literally just threw what I had at a wall and that was my branding, you know, that was it. So over time, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and over time, you, you know, you get more work, you get more expertise, you get more um, just knowledge. And, you know, then you, you find yourself and then you're like, okay, this is me. And that's when I felt it was time to update everything. And how long am I going to have this branding? I hope for the foreseeable future, but who knows, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, when it comes to updating the website, that I mean, I'm always tinkering, always tinkering with ours. That, that to me isn't necessarily brand new. <laughs> that's, a, yeah. that's more marketing <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah, um, true. But uh, yeah, you know, you, you, and again, like you say, you know, if you start off working in one genre and you get experience in that, then yeah, things, things change, things happen. It's a journey and you, the, the, the brand should be able to follow you with it. I think... Um, I think if you, that's one of the reasons why if I'm working with someone, I don't brand the voice and how the voice sounds 
because that changes and, and it is impossible to do if you do characters. Um, because there's already a multitude of different voices that you have. So if you brand you, that's much less likely to drastically change. And therefore, yeah. any branding and, and imagery and styling that goes with that will, will naturally shift at the same time. I like yeah, that. I, don't, I, I, I think I like, what yeah, you did that, was that, was, that was a hot take fine. from Helen B. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> I have one more question. Hi, Joe. I'm Sally Vanderpump. How can I ensure that my branding continues to reflect my brand as it grows and evolves? I think some of that was answered in the last one, actually. Yeah, I think actually, it's being yeah. attuned, being attuned to who you are and what you want to do. As I say, it's not about really the end thing, the end voice product yeah. service that you're offering. It's, it's much more about... Um, who you want to work with and why you want to work with them and also why you do what you do, your story, your background, your history, your experiences influence your skill set. So, you know, if you're if you a voiceover who's come, say, from an acting background, those more characterful reads, audiobooks, um stuff that's potentially involving physical bits of you as well in terms of maybe on screen stuff or stuff like that is going to probably come a lot more naturally to you than somebody that's not had that background on stage or presenting or whatever it is and and again if you kind of you know you kind of get a good relationship with say a, a client and they say hey by the way we're doing this event and we could do with somebody doing the voice of god stuff are you up for it and you've never done it before and you kind of go well we've got a good relationship why why not let's give it a go and then you suddenly dis discover this kind of passion and love for it, then, then go for it and move in that direction and, and, yeah. and enjoy it. And I think, I think the key is to be enjoying yourself. If it feels icky and it feels like something feels stuck or something feels forced and unnatural to you, then assess why, you, whatever it is that you're doing, why you're doing it. I think, yeah, um, yeah I think, as I say, the brand should evolve with you and your your business. But if it's the branding is built around who you are, then that's probably not going to shift a huge amount. Probably. <laughs> if somebody was to, you know, they wanted to reach out to you and they want to, you know, they they just started out or they they want to have a refresh of branding, um, whatever it may be. What is the process that you would take them through um, from start to, to finish? Okay, so um, I think I said earlier that the branding bit and the, one of the, the big misconceptions is, is that branding is all about the visual side of stuff and it really, really isn't. Um, that is kind of the last part of my branding process and not everybody that does branding does that visual part of it. And, and again, that is, that is absolutely fine. Um, so I work with people. There's um, my process. There's a, there's a big long questionnaire which is kind of a bit infamous now. I think with past clients who kind of love it and equally hate it because it's it is very in depth. And the the way that I work with people is I really need to get to know who the person is behind the voice. As I say, it's all about what matters to them. The kind of stuff that really gets them excited, whether that be the type of voice work. 
that they do or just stuff away from work as well. We are, you know, we're not just born to work all the time, you know, that our interests are as important. If somebody is, um, you know, wildly passionate about, I don't know, well, for us, it's the wildlife thing and, and that very much is kind of weaving its way through our business and then the people and the charities that we support. So there's a lot of in-depth kind of questions and working out what those values are. And then it's kind of adding stuff on to those to kind of represent that eventually visually. So I guess the best way of explaining it is if you are somebody that is really bright and lively and quite energetic, a branding that's quite subdued in colour palette would clash with that feel of the values and the kind of energy that you have. So it's working out the visual side of stuff that best represents the values and the personality of the person that's that's kind of there already. So yeah, it's kind of, there's a lot of to and fro, there's lots of mood boards involved, <laughs> there's lots of, there's an awful lot of words. Um, as I say, we don't get to the visual side of stuff until probably about a the first third of the project it's just all okay. kind of words that represent and stuff like that and then you kind of slowly start kind of representing that through photography or pattern or color and then eventually onto the logo and the logo is by far like the bit right at the end <laughs> it's the bit that everybody sees but it's the bit that's so tacked on at the end <laughs> <It's>, yeah <laughs> um, I say tacked on, there is thought and process that goes in, <laughs> obviously, but it's it's very much the end point. By the time you get to that point, it's it's almost kind of, it's fairly obvious what it should be because yeah. you already know so much about what works and what doesn't um, with that person for how they want to be represented by that point. Um, yeah, so it's quite, it is quite a long process. I mean, it can, it can take anywhere between three and six, seven months, depending on who it is. I mean, again, different people work at different speeds, different, um, some brand designers will, will kind of crack through and work in a six week chunk. Um, I don't do that because partly because I work with voiceovers and I know how unpredictable voicing can be. And yeah. if somebody lands a six week role where they have to be elsewhere and away from home i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna say oh well i'm sorry but we've got this branding thing that we need to do um you know you need to answer these questions it's just like no get out of it do do your job <laughs> that's always the yeah. most important thing Pay those bills. so i work very much it's very flexible yeah exactly yeah. i mean let's face it that's what we're all doing <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not gonna and i get that these jobs can land within minutes notice sometimes so yeah it's a very it's it's and sometimes you just need some thinking time and i know that sounds a bit potentially twee but things just need to sit in your head sometimes for a, f a few days a couple of weeks and you just need to get used to living with it and feeling it and thinking is it right is it not and it's it's difficult when you're talking about people's emotional responses to things because it's not always easy to explain what isn't right even yeah. to yourself so it's allowing that kind of process to happen as well so yeah sometimes it's quick sometimes it's not and there's no right or wrong with that so but uh, yeah i mean if anybody is like kind of interested there's loads of um we've written loads of blogs with me and rob so there's loads of stuff about audio production and studio setup and stuff like that as well um about branding websites and stuff like that to kind of get people started so i think there is very much a process that you can go through without having to invest 
thousands into it. I, you don't, you know, I would never suggest that branding is with someone like myself is right for everybody. It isn't. Um, there is very, very much stuff that you can do on your own, off your own back. Um, yeah. And if that works for you, then great. Sometimes it's helpful to do it with someone else. Sometimes it's not. So what have I learned from today's conversation? Focus on branding you. You may think colors, logos, and cool websites have a be all and end all, but clients do not care about this. Remember, you are an actor and have to play different roles and evoke different emotions. So show your range and don't pigeonhole yourself in one niche, unless that is all you want to do. Show personality. What makes you different? Focus on what you can do and not what you want to do. Brands change, so don't force it. Be true to yourself, be comfortable, and keep it up to date. Thank you to Helen B and all of the contributors to this episode. Remember, you can find Helen's info as well as everyone else's in the notes. And please remember to leave a review. Right. Looks like my time is up for another week. Signing out. Until the next episode.